What else did you get for Christmas? Yes. What did you get for Christmas, Elsa? You got a stopwatch, Harold. That is a beautiful stone. It's amber. That is beautiful. Very nice. Very nice. What else did you get for Christmas this morning? Anyone? Sandiculous. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yes. Is that like a game? Yeah. Very nice. It's a card game. Wow, that sounds lovely. <laughs> what else? Annette? A backpack. Wow. How about you, Marco? What did you get for Christmas? Marco's gone all shy. Daniel? A notebook, a leather notebook, very nice, very nice. Well, indeed, it's lovely to, to, to rejoice as we receive presents and as we show our love to our loved ones and as we spend time with one another. Anyone else? Archie, what you got for Christmas? Uh, we haven't opened up yet. Not yet, oh wow, they're waiting. Well, that's really good, patience. That's good, patience. Well... Christmas is a joyful time for many and indeed especially for children as they open their gifts and presents every year. It is indeed a joyful time. Uh, how many Christmassy things can you think of? Think about Christmassy things. We see Christmas decorations, Christmas. Christmas snow, David said. Well, it's not snowing today, but yes. How about you, Elsa? Christmas trees, Christmas lights, Christmas carols, Christmas presents, Christmas love, Christmas dinner, of course, Christmas pudding, yes. Christmas is indeed a joyful time for many, but not everything is all smiles at Christmas, is it? For a lot of people, Christmas is a time for many tears. As I said earlier in our prayer, uh, some of our own are uh, experiencing um, separation from family members because of, of uh, illness and hardship. And so some are, are in hospital even today. Uh, Maureen's Terry is in hospital and uh, Mary's mom, Julie, is in intensive care and indeed is, is sad, a time of, 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 of tears, of hardship. Many are suffering and mourning the loss of family members and relatives. This morning I received the news uh, from Peter and his family that Peter's brother-in-law, Ian, whom we had been praying for some time, has, has gone to the presence of God last night. And so we ought to pray for the family. We ought to pray for Sarah, who's now a widow and who's been left behind. Many like Her Majesty the Queen are also experiencing a sad Christmas, uh, apart from their beloved ones. And in Her Majesty the Queen's uh, case, Prince Philip uh, has uh, gone to the presence of, of God and had to give an account. 
Others won't be able to ha- afford to buy a loaf of bread, let alone a fancy Christmas dinner. Not all is joy in Christmas, particularly in the broken world that we live. And in a Bible passage this morning from Matthew chapter 1, we see an example of Joseph himself as he receives some devastating news. News are tragic, but as we will see, though, that devastating news was indeed a brilliant and extraordinary news for his life and extraordinary news for those of us also who believe. In Matthew chapter 1, if you can open up your Bibles there, we will read from verse 18 to verse 25. Matthew 1, verse 18 to 25. And we will consider bad news. We will also consider good news. And we will finally have a word of exhortation, which is belief. Bad news, good news, and belief. You see, Joseph was just an ordinary man like all of us. He is going about his own day-to-day business. And about, among his, all his plans he has, he's about to get married. Do you happen to know anybody who would like to, who is considering marriage by any chance? Well, Joseph's about to get married. In fact, he's, he's, he's betrothed. Um, betrothed is not a word that we hear in, in, a, in, a, in a 21st century England. Uh, betrothed is like being engaged. Uh, but it was a legal contract between two parties. That meant that if you were betrothed, which would take about a year time, uh, that betrothal period, uh, you would be legally contracted to marry that person after that period of time. So while the preparations would go, uh, you would already be legally contracted to marry, although you would not live together uh, yet, but you would be legally obliged. And the only way to break that contract would be by divorce. So even though they were not married, divorce would be the only way out. But Joseph received some terrible news. Even though they're not married yet, Mary is already pregnant. And people can see it. And Joseph can see it. Now, that's devastating news. Can you imagine Joseph? His dreams shattered, his plans destroyed. So, so what now? Well, divorce was on the cards. And so he decides to divorce Mary quietly. What a gentleman. No revenge in view, no bitterness or retaliation. Not wanting to make a public spectacle of Mary, he decides to go about divorce quietly. Wonderful the words of the scripture that reminds us that love is not resentful. Love is not irritable. Let us read verse 18 to 19. It says here in God's word. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child 
from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Joseph's experience is the story of life, isn't it? We make plans, we dream, we organize our lives around our desires, but suddenly something happens. Terrible news. Our hopes come tumbling down, our dreams are shattered just like that. We live in a broken world, and situations like these can disorient us, can make us feel. Uh, that we can't understand what's going on, we lose our sleep, we, we lose our appetite. Some people even lose the will to live. We, we live in a broken world, in a world that brings situations that shatter lives. And this is exactly the life of, of Joseph. He, he would have been distraught. And the world we're living is a world that has many troubles and afflictions and many wo- woes and injustices. You have to just open the pages of history to see that indeed history is full of woes and tragic news and afflictions. You can open up the pages of scripture to see that that is the reality even among the heroes in the Bible. Why? Because even the heroes of the Bible were broken people in need of God's grace like you and me. People in need of a saviour. People who are sinners. The Bible doesn't shy away of showing or telling things as they are. And even heroes of the Bible were broken people who needed God's grace. The truth is, all of us are born of Adam and Eve. We all have been born in sin. We all need God's grace. We we all have sinned against our Lord, our creator who made the heavens and the earth. And we were born with the effects of sin, which is misery on the one hand and sin on the other hand. And we all, the Bible says that humanity is at enmity against God. We are enemies of God. Because of sin. Sin brings this division or separation between man and our creator. And that spiritual death in which we are born, because we are born spiritually dead, leads to physical death. And we can see that around us. Spiritual death leading to physical death. My my friends, the bad news is that we are sinners. The bad news is that we all will stand before God to give an account. All humanity will stand before God. And so as Joseph receives this terrible news in a broken world, we see the cruel reality of life. People do us evil. But we also, if we're honest, we also cause an awful deal of pain to those around us because of our own very sin. But my friends, there is hope. 
In the midst of our sin, in the midst of our rebellion against God, there is hope. Now, many will say that there are many ways for, for, for salvation. Philosophers would come up with ideas and say, I know the way out. I know a new idea. Politicians would come up with, with ideas and solutions. A social um, um, uh, revolutions saying, we know the way out. And in, even in the midst of a pandemic, there are solutions and politicians have a, a, a saviour complex. And science, on the other hand, says promises to ride to the rescue. When the Bible tells us that the Lord God is the one who has given us already a solution. The, the answer is, has already been given by God. God has given us the answer And the answer to the woes of mankind is in God's word, the scriptures. And we have and we see that solution even in the life of Joseph himself. Uh, From verse 20 onwards, we see the good news, the good news that came to Joseph's life in the middle of a terrible news. We see that, in fact, it was good news. Altogether. Verse 20 says, But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You see, my friends, Joseph didn't know this, but God was working his great plan in his own life and through his own life. God was working his, his news, his good news of salvation through the terrible news in the life of Joseph. In fact, we read from the Old Testament, as verse 22 onwards tells us, Matthew quoting uh, prophets from, from the past, verse 22 says, All these took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Verse 23, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means... God with us. Many today around us will raise an eyebrow about this passage of Scripture. They, they would think, well, they hear the word angels and they raise an eyebrow. Perhaps some here might be wondering, well, yeah, that's a lovely story. And so they hear words like the Holy Spirit. Or a, or a virgin woman conceiving miraculously and then giving birth to a child. Or they hear words like prophets speaking words from God. And so they raise eyebrows. And in a sense, we can understand and we can see why. These things do not ordinarily happen in the world in which we live. The world works in an ordinary way under normal circumstances, but the world also works or behaves totally different when God intervenes. 
The same God who made the heavens and the earth by the power of his word is the same God who caused this young virgin woman to be with child. And it is indeed the Bible teaches that Jesus Christ, the very word of God, the Logos, the word of God became a man. God emptied himself in the form of a babe. God intervened in history to bring salvation to his people. And so God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, intervened in the life of Joseph and intervened in the life of Mary to bring salvation to sinners. Mary indeed was a virgin and she needed to be a virgin and and, and become with child. So Christ would be indeed of the Holy Spirit, born without sin. Born without sin, without original sin. Now, this is not to be confused with a doctrine that we hear sometimes around of the Immaculate Conception. Immaculate Conception is a Roman Catholic teaching. And they they hold it as a doctrine, they hold it as a dogma that Virgin Mary was conceived without sin. The Bible doesn't teach that. Immaculate conception is not a Bible teaching. In fact, the Roman Catholic Church insists that to deny this is heresy. We deny such teaching because the Bible doesn't teach that. Mary herself needed a saviour, as we will see tomorrow from Luke Chapter 1, in the midst of her affliction, she feared she needed a saviour as she she spoke in the great Magnificat of chapter 1 of Luke. She was a a woman needing a saviour, needing God's grace. But the good news is that Jesus Christ was conceived of the Holy Spirit. The good news is that Jesus Christ lived a perfect life in this life for 33 years. The good news is that Jesus Christ gave himself up voluntarily. He gave himself up for us sinners and died a cruel death in place of sinners. The Christmas good news is that Jesus saves Hallelujah. Jesus is the Savior. Praise the Lord. Jesus is the Lord. So, how can we receive salvation? How can we be saved? Well, look at verse 24. Joseph believed. Verse 24 shows us clearly that Joseph believed. He believed what the angel said. We know he believed because he went on to do what what the angel had called him to do. He didn't despise Mary, but married her. He didn't reject the baby, but adopted him and called his name Jesus. Verse 24, when Joseph woke from sleep, he did. As the angel of the Lord commanded him, he took his wife. Joseph believed, but knew her not 
until she had given birth to a son and called his name Jesus. Now, some might say, well, I'd like to have a dream or a vision and then maybe I will believe. Others might say, well, I'd like to see an angel appear to me and, and, and then maybe I, I could just consider and, and believe like, like it happened with Joseph. Some others might say, well, uh, if, if, if Jesus appears to me like he did Thomas, but do you remember what Jesus said to Thomas as he appeared to him and he, 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 he got him to, to touch his wounds? He said to Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen yet believed. The truth is we have God's word. Infallible and inerrant word of God. And it is through the proclamation of the word of God that the spirit of God brings to life faith. And as we hear the call to repent, turn away from sin and turn towards Jesus Christ, the spirit of God kindles life and brings that regeneration work of the spirit, which the Bible calls it to be born again. Here in the Bible, we have all we need to know for salvation. Here we find the sobering truth and the sobering words of Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, which reads, And just as is appointed for man to die once, And after that comes judgment. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time. Not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. My dear friends, are you eagerly waiting for the coming of the Saviour, the the, the coming of Christ Jesus, the, the, the one who is the good news of Christmas. Have you received the good news of Christmas? Have you received Christ the Lord? If you have, well, tell others around you that they may indeed trust and believe in the good news of salvation. Trust in the Lord. And I'll close with This reading of John chapter 3 from verse 16 onwards, which reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world And people loved the darkness rather than the light because the works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes, but whoever does what is true comes to the light 
so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Will you recognise your sin? Will you turn to Jesus Christ, the Saviour, who came to save sinners today? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be to his name.